1: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 6, Episode 5, titled Snatch Game. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one sagacious co-host. From the podcast, please say, baloney! (laughs) To Taylor, the latte boy.
2: I was thinking earlier, what is he going to say, please give a, and I said to myself, baloney is what he's going to say. (laughs) So I, I I am I am now in the head of Joe Patance, which is one of the scariest places I think anybody can yeah. be. It was
1: the worst it was before Herman's head. Remember Herman's Head? I do remember Herman's Head. Why does everyone remember Herman's Head? It was a horrible show. It was only on for like not even a full season, I would say, right? Or was it on for a full no, season? No, it was on, I think, a couple of
2: seasons. That oh, was, was the it? show that uh uh what the hell's Yardley Smith was on before she started on The Simpsons. So I know that. Couldn't tell you what I had for breakfast this morning, but I remember that. What did, what did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> you do that every single. I had a breakfast bar. How many carbs I, are in that breakfast bar? I have no idea. Uh, not uh, four hundred. It <laughs> was worth every penny. Do you watch your carbs? No, I should. I should because diabetes and all, but I I don't. I just I I I thought about doing paleo for a little while,
0: mm-hmm. and Who's then he? I just.
2: <laughs> Some like Puerto Rican guy that lives down the street, uh, but then I decided that I enjoy bread far too much, so I'll just kind of have to figure that out. Eventually, I'll I'll get serious cause, because the littlest Huffington, yeah. my my pseudo niece, for lack mm-hmm. of better, is getting married in like two months, mm-hmm. two months less than two months, and I. And I got ordained so that I can marry her, and I realized I'm going to be in a ton of pictures, so I need to lose, like, 80 pounds in the next seven weeks. So if I can figure out a way to do that mm-hmm. and still have the energy to stand up and actually marry her, then I'll be making
1: a million dollars. Yeah, you got to do But look, Taylor, we don't have time for your stupid bullshit. We have a lot to talk to you about. First of all, I'm sure all the fans are so concerned. You know, for those of you listening far in the future, uh, one Taylor the Latte Boy was nearly blown away uh, by Hurricane Irma. Yes. So, do you want to tell us a story of what happened? Uh, have, you already, have you already told it on your show yet? No, no. We're actually taping our like next episode. Yeah, uh, but the good news, this isn't coming out until after your show. So...
2: Yeah, that's true. Are you afraid of blowing your wad on that story? No, it's okay. No, because I, I went through it with somebody else, which is Taffy Carlisle Hoppington. So she'll take the lion's share of stories. And even though even though she had a place to stay with air conditioning and all that the whole time, um, yeah, we had a really bad storm that came through, and we were very fortunate in Tampa Bay that it it diminished greatly from what folks south of us got in Fort Myers and stuff. But um, we stayed up to watch the storm come in and we boarded up our house with plot. We had plywood over all the windows and all that kind of stuff. And about 1230, we have a little window in our front door that we can kind of both look through. We both happened to be standing there kind of looking at the trees going back and forth. And there was a bright green flash and everything went black. So we kind of looked at each other and said, well, I guess that's it. I guess the power's out because they pretty much told us all the, the, the weather men and women, The meteorologists, so to speak. Um, Well, not so to speak. They are meteorologists. But uh, you're going to lose power, and it's going to be bad. And I think it was something like 11.1 million people lost their power in the state of Florida. Yeah. So in my uh, county, Pinellas County, it was something like 85% of the people in the county lost power. It was bad. So we did not have power for about four days. But luckily, my work did. So I was able to I I purposely hung out at work on I guess it was Tuesday night until about 10 o'clock at night, like doing what extra paperwork can I do? And I had Baba Luke uh, come and bring me dinner. And then he sat and played on his Nintendo Switch in my office while I caught up on paperwork and stuff.
1: Oh, so you're saying last Tuesday night, you had just nothing going on, and you're trying to find ways to kill time <laughs> in your
2: office? With, with internet connection that could, that could support Skype and, and stuff like that, and I don't have anything like that set up on my computer. Or I would have taped an episode with you.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Now, let me <laughs> ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. How many times during this power outage did you and one loo Baba, do it? Uh, we Baba did it once. <gasps> that was it?
2: We Baba... Did, well, okay. The reason why I didn't initially want to do it was because I didn't want to heat up the house <laughs> with all that motion and centrifugal force and, and all that kind of stuff. But, but how
1: do you guys have sex? Th- th-
2: with a lot of torque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then we were Are you a grunter? To- yeah... Yeah,
1: I, I kind of am. Hey, have um, you grunted something that you regret like you say and you're like, I can't believe it, that those words just came out of my mouth.
2: <laughs> I have. Do
1: I you have wanna, a couple do of times. Do you no, share? I do
2: not want to repeat them on the show. Let's just say let's just say that there was a movement and then I said something and the movement slowed down <laughs> for a second and then a. I'm sorry, what did you say? And I'm just like, nothing, just keep doing what you're doing, it's fine. Yeah. So, I've never then, said
1: anything, but uh, I've never had sex. But a guy <laughs> I was having sex with once, I remember, was said something like, something really silly like, yeah, suck on this big fat meat lollipop, or something like that, right? <laughs> and I laughed, because it was so dumb, but, and that kind of killed the mood.
2: I just thought of something that I said that is similar to that. I once told a guy he sucked cock like a champ. <laughs> admit that
1: (laughs) so yeah yeah. everyone listening taylor's grandpa was named champ you're horrible no so okay so what what did you and babaloo do to pass the time during this hurricane
2: well uh we but well i the one day we went to taffy as i said my co-host and uh best friend down here she had her husband's boss has what she kept referring to as a safe house, mm-hmm. which was this little this little like apartment slash house hybrid. It was almost like a hotel room, but it was its own separate house that was made of cement and had air conditioning and electricity the whole time. So we went and hung out there the first day during the hurricane, and then it became abundantly clear that we were not invited to spend the night. So we came back here and just <gasps> went and out at night. Wait, why were, wait, um, wait, wait. Because wait, wait. I think cause she was just, because there wasn't really any comfortable place for us to sleep. I should, I should, let me rephrase that. It's not that we weren't invited. It was just kind of at one point she made reference to, well, you guys can come over for dinner. And I was sort of like, noted. Um, but then she said while we were there, oh, I wish you guys had brought your clothes because, you know, you know, your clothes for work. Because I had to work on Tuesday. I was off on money, but I had to work on Tuesday. She goes, because you guys are going to spend the night. And I said, we can come back tomorrow. And she kind of went, well, okay. <laughs> so oh. because now, I, now I'm to an age now where if I people offer me things. And before I don't do the whole, no, no, it's okay. You want to buy me dinner? Oh, well, thank you. That's I, I'm. I'm too old to be gracious anymore.
1: Well, I learned a long time ago, you know, with my fancy friends that it's just I don't put up the fight. I, I, I just do like, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Like, I can't put up too much of a fight or it, it becomes ridiculous. Yeah, And then also a clear disparity when, like, they're millionaires and you're not, you know, and <laughs> yes. you're like, well, look, okay. You know, I have to be okay with that. Now, so we've tackled that, I think, and I'm sure I'll, I'll come up with a more hurricane questions as we okay. as we go along. But I also want to hear about your experience last night at War on the Catwalk. Yeah, we did a double date with Taffy's daughter, um,
2: the one who's getting married in November, and her uh, fiance, and we went to War on the Catwalk uh, in Tampa. So there were six queens from season nine. There was the host was Trinity Taylor, Mm -hmm. and there was also I'm trying to go in order: Aja, Pharamone, Shea Coulee. Oh no, Alexis Michelle, Shea Coulee, Sasha Valor. Okay, and it was it was exactly what I expected, and I don't mean that shady. I meant that there were queens that I thought were great Mm -hmm. and really brought the house down, Mm -hmm. and there was Pharamone. Oh, pheromone wasn't good. Pheromone was not good at all. The pheromone was pheromone was very disappointing. Now Fa- I will say this: pheromone's got a great ass because she mm-hmm. showed off her ass a lot in it. But at one point, each of them did two songs, except for Trinity Taylor. Trinity Taylor only did one song. Like after there was a there was a uh, break, mm-hmm. and uh, she came out and did like a song that was like half lip syncing to women going crazy, and she was in a straight jacket, and then just doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And it actually was really good. Um, but pheromone at one point, her second, her first song was Not Myself Tonight by Christina Aguilera, which mm-hmm. I, she acted. it's funny because she did two songs that I love. I love that song. And she came out and she kind of like had a jacket on and she took off the jacket. and She had on this little like spangly bikini type thing and then just kind of wandered up and down the stage, like sort of lip syncing. And I was sort of like, okay, well, that's all right. You know, considering especially before her, Aja came out. And Aja did a great song, um, did a great lip sync with, like, moving pasties and making her face all weird and all that kind of stuff. So then the second song she did was a song by Kylie Minogue called Get Out of My Way, which is, like, one of my all-time favorite Kylie Minogue songs. And she came out in this beautiful – it almost looked like one of those circus outfits that, like, the girls that would ride the horses wore. So it's kind of Vegas-y showgirl Mm -hmm. and with the big feather that kind of stuck up. And it was just really – it was beautiful. She looked beautiful, and she had the light, light pink hair. And it was she had a Valentina moment, where she like kind of didn't know the words, and didn't re- really do anything that was like we the, the audience was still there was no clapping or cheering or screaming, or it was just kind of watching this like how much longer is this going to go on for. Um, I would say Aja did a great first number, not a great second number. Okay. I'm trying to remember what her second number was. Oh, she did Swish Swish. She lip-synced to that, which is such a horrible song. But her first song was Give Me Tonight by Shannon, which I think we talked about on the season Oh, nine. yeah. You love this Give yeah, Me I, Tonight by Shannon. I love that song. And in the middle of it, there's this all this like manipulation, like a synthesizer type thing, of where she just keeps saying, give me tonight and she did all of it cuz that's aja's known for her lip syncing and she made all these really gruesome faces and everything it was it was really cool to see sasha velour's acts were amazing um she definitely she had costume changes and she had the crazy she just had these crazy costumes that she had uh shekule was great um except the second song she the second song she uh sang one of her songs or rapped one of her songs oh, okay. and i was cocky and I was a little underwhelmed with that. But she looked, uh, she looked amazing. Um, Alexis Michelle. Okay. How familiar are you with this war on the catwalk? What do you mean? I mean, are, have you seen any videos online? Have you seen clips. I mean,
1: I've never seen a whole uh, performance. Okay. okay.
2: So Alexis Michelle yeah. comes out and she says, I'm going to sing a song for you. Okay. Now, given what you know about Alexis Michelle... What song do you think think she sang? Liza with a Z? No, she lip-synced Liza with a Z later on when she came out as Liza <laughs> Did she now. really? <laughs> yeah, she did. She came out and did – she did like – it was almost like two songs where she came out in this really ill-fitting white pantsuit and the second song was Liza with a Z. But she, it was from a live show and she – Lip synced all of the stuff, like the, you know, the, the stuff yeah. in between. But if she's going to sing, that a song, would be a
1: hard song to lip sync,
2: too. And, and, that, and that was impressive because all of the stuff, especially end with Liza with a Z, where she was going really, really fast, was really good. But okay, so you think big, brassy Broadway, like Ethel song. Merman,
1: close. I don't know, you, you got me stumped. Did, wait, did she sing it live? She sang it live. Give Me a Break by Nell Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I I would have gone up and tipped her, even though they said you couldn't, if that was the case. Uh, no, yeah, what she, was it? She did Here's to the Ladies Who Lunch.
1: Oh, but uh, look, here's the deal. I, I love that song. Uh, I love that song, too. But Elaine Stritch is not a big woman. She's tiny.
2: Well, yes, but I mean, it's a very it gets. It's one of those songs that just gets oh, bigger yeah, yeah, and yeah. bigger and bigger. Everybody,
1: rise, right and rise.
2: rise. <laughs> did anybody rise? A couple people did, but most people just kind of sat there. And yeah, sure. But and then they did a little Q and A thing at the end. Um, where somebody asked Pheromone if Valentina ever returned the text message, <gasps> oh, and and Pheromone just laughed and she said no, and she said, but I have no problem with Valentina. She goes, if she wants to text me, she's more than welcome to text me, and I'll respond a few days later. So she said that.
1: Did you ask any questions during the Q and A?
2: No, you had. In order to ask questions, you had to go to the meet and greet before, so you had to have the VIP thing. Oh, okay. And those were the first three rows, and we were we had really good seats though because we were right in the center row O. Mm-hmm. So and it's it's a smaller it's the smaller venue at the Straz Center, which is our performing arts center in Tampa. Um but it it was it was I mean we could see we could see their faces and we could see all their outfits and everything. The set was really weird. It was like two it, it was like there was a catwalk that mm-hmm. made a T. Oh huh, weird a,
1: that wore on and, the catwalk No, that's not.
2: Shut up! And then there was these like large, like oversized, like beach balls Mm -hmm. on either side of it. And then it was like, there that was like there was duck work around the like the circle, like like formed in a circle where they sat. And that's what almost like two big balls. Oh, maybe that's what they were trying to do. Maybe that's what. Maybe okay, that might have been that because I was trying to figure out why because because from looking down it would have looked like two balls and a dick. But it just kind of, from looking straight on, it just looked like two odd beach balls and ductwork around it. And then they had two, like, Target fans at the bottom of the catwalk they would occasionally turn on to, like,
1: make their hair blow. But this week, it. the girls whip out their best celebrity impressions for Snatch Game. Ben pretends he can't do impressions. Bianca pretends to be nervous about her impression. Gia Gunn changes her mind. Adore talks about her hog body. Bianca does something nice, and the queens don their best RuPaul couture. Ben Cram was named the winner of the challenge, while Gia and Laganja were in the bottom two. After an emotional lip sync, Laganja lived to see another day, while Gia was asked to sachet away. Absolutely. <laughs> Taylor, name two things you liked about this episode and one thing you did not.
2: Well, okay, this is probably the Snatch Game of all Snatch Games. This is probably the, if not the best, one of the best Snatch Games they ever had. For for obvious reasons, um, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to the performances later. But this is, uh, one of the other things I liked was this Watching this again, and it kind of confirmed my feelings, this was the episode or the clump of episodes between this and Untucked that changed my opinion on Bianca and Adore. There are moments in both Untucked and the the regular episode that I went from where I could not stand both of these contestants to where I really was like, okay, they get it. And I I appreciate that. So... Those are the two things that I liked. The the one thing that I didn't like is I just really can't stand Laganja, and I I she's just she's she's got to go she's got to go, and I I hate that immaturity and
1: attention seeking, which is why I do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I know you know it's so funny you say that. Like I haven't done a you know my partner in crime on my other podcast is also MIA, except he has no hurricane to blame. And so I haven't done a podcast in over two weeks, and I'm just like, like I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm like, uh, I'm already starting other podcasts. It's a, it's a problem. Anyway. uh okay. about you? Well, I'm going to answer your question. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, one, I loved Milk's April joke. What did she say oh god really Yeah when she walks in I'll, and she goes I'll always
2: remember April because my baby's due in April
1: Yeah that was so funny even Bianca kind of gave her some props on that one You could mm-hmm. tell she did like a, a begrudging like like snicker at that mm-hmm. joke cuz it was so corny How do you remember this by the way I just watched the episode again to refresh remember and I don't
2: remember you remember I just it? I watched it yesterday huh. I, I just watched that yesterday I have a way
1: I have a way of remembering Things like, I don't know. It's just... Unlike you, I'm a huge Gia Gun fan, and I love the table visit with Rue and how clueless she is. And she's just like... And, like, I think we're going to hear it later, but maybe... I don't know if we do the table visit on here, but, like, Rue says, can you give me a little Selena? And she goes, uh... <laughs> Hola. Hola. Tiene una pregunta? <laughs> <It's> so dumb. <laughs> like, I just love Gia Gunn. And I think there's just something about her that I just really, really like. And those are my two favorite moments. My least favorite moment is I would say the thing because you know it's hard with these episodes because they're all so good. Is they showed none of Darian's uh, snatch game. It was all uh, you know Darian as Paula Dean commenting on other people, but you never see Paula Dean answer a question.
2: Right, and I mean, there's one moment with that where she bites into a stick of butter. Oh, yeah, see he there is. Can yeah, show there, it? Yeah, it's it's a split second of where she's paying it somebody else is saying something. <laughs> All right. So could me, you ever eat butter again? I'm sorry. Yeah. I think butter bites yeah, itself. Yeah, somebody it's else is saying something and she's, she's 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 looking at them and she like bites into a stick of butter while it's happening.
1: But could you ever see yourself eating butter by like just eating a stick of butter
2: for just for fun because there's no, not fun. For a comedic effect, I would totally eat a stick of butter.
1: Ugh, I've eaten butter by itself. By Not a whole stick of butter, but like, you know, tasted it or something. It's just like, ugh. I when like it I w- on things, like bread. Oh, yeah, on
2: bread. It's awesome. On English muffins, it's great. Oh, um, God. All those nooks and crannies. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, English muffins, they have to be Thomas English muffins. Anytime you get any other cheaper brand of English muffins, it—it it, 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 there are certain like brands that you have to get. The brand, and that is that is why.
1: Okay, you're right. Like, uh, you don't cheap out on toilet paper or English muffins. But I'll tell you this: is I'll be honest with you. You're right. The Thomas's English muffin is the best English muffin. Mm-hmm. But I'm not turning my nose at any other. If someone gives me an English muffin, I'm not be like ugh away. <laughs> any kind of toasted bread with butter, I'm in. That is like that's why like whenever you see like, on the Biggest Loser, I don't know how you are with this, but on the Biggest Loser they would roll out like a table of <laughs> donuts and cupcakes, you mm-hmm. know, and they're and, and and they're like everyone like sell uh, sell no 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 I would be like whatever cupcakes I, I couldn't I could not care less right mm-hmm. where are, where are you first before we go around how are you with like, cupcakes and donuts
2: uh, I love cupcakes and donuts. If I didn't think they would put me, it would put me in the hospital. I would eat cupcakes and donuts every single day. Who am I kidding? I do eat donuts every single day at Dunkin' Donuts, but I—that I, would be my staple of my life.
1: But my weaknesses are usually more savory. So i like like—I've said it once before. I've said it on this podcast. I'll say it on any podcast. I think this is almost confirmed, but there is definitely some chemical in Doritos. That makes them so fucking. I could eat an entire bag of Doritos. Doritos like, are awesome. I'll, I can plow through Doritos. I love them. Right? That's why I intentionally never have them in the house. Mm-hmm. You know? They say family size. I laugh at them. Family size, family you of one. You just see that as a challenge. Yeah. English, any kind of like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and this is not healthy, but oftentimes my breakfast, not right now, I'm so, I, 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 I've been on this cleanse, I'm on a health kick. Okay and but uh, pre cleansed Joe yeah uh, would go to the supermarket and get a baguette, warm mm-hmm. it, and just literally have the entire baguette with butter
2: yeah that I me, used is, to think like, perfection I used to do that when I lived by myself, like when I first was in- when I was in my twenties with a metabolism that you know was. <laughs>
1: A metabolism.
2: A, an actual metabolism. Yeah. I would go occasionally – a treat to myself would be either to get a loaf of French bread because we had Albertsons back then. Mm-hmm. and We still have Albertsons. Yeah. They, all the Albertsons, they, they're not here anymore. Oh. They moved out west. And I would get – after 3 o'clock every day, they had loaves of French bread for a dollar, for hot French bread. And I had an Albertsons by my house and I would go and I would get it and I would cut it in half. And I would just smear the whole thing in butter, and I would sit and I would eat an entire loaf of French bread and watch, like, the week's worth of all my children's that I had saved up on my VCR and sat
1: and just ate carbs and watched soap operas. I'm going to tell you something. I was not fat until I got an office job after college. All right, mm-hmm. And I'm going to blame one of the uh, the reasons. I would say one of the reasons that is is, you know, I was now much more sedentary. Okay? mm mm-hmm. But B, there was like a little coffee drive through place right across the street from the office called Java the Hut. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would go there every day. And they, t- and it'd be interesting for a little Mexican boy, I'd never heard of brie, right? Oh, but they would brie. take a warm French baguette, split it open, and then just stuff it with brie and put <sighs> it in a sandwich. And I would get that like every morning. And And you could put a little
2: bit of raspberry jam in that, too. Mm -hmm. I I learned
1: all that stuff. Uh. That's what I learned to both how to be fat and white. (laughs) Is (laughs) stuffing (laughs) French bread
2: with brie (laughs) in it. You learned how to be Taylor before you even do Taylor. Yeah. So uh, how do we get those? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So Darian Lake, things, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, what I they like? they didn't show Darian Lake. That's that's the thing that you didn't like.
1: Yeah, Trinity is glad to make it through another episode. Darian is bitter. She was in the bottom three while Milk was safe, and Laganja continues to complain about her treatment during Untucked.
3: How do you feel? Well, um, my parents actually came up on the Untucked screen today. It was just kind of a hard moment because like the girls just like kind of jumped in immediately and started talking over me. It was hard for me because I needed to take that moment to just breathe and really take it in before I, I could speak. And I just, I felt like I didn't really get that. Bianca's like, well, I agree with everything, but you're not the winner.
1: The next day, Laganja enters the workroom with a plant holder on her head, and Bianca is not having it.
3: Girl I got a stretch Let me get up in here <laughs>
4: Of course Miss Attention Whore Weeping Willow Is wearing a macrame Potholder on her goddamn head Cause she needs more Attention
3: Well girl I'm young and hung And clearly marched To the sound of my own drum So oh, wow. props to you mama
4: Wait, where did that come from?
3: Did you just get out of the shower?
4: I guess the question is, what happened to the plant that was in it hanging in your hotel room? Or
3: oh, or? bro, I smoked that plant. Trust and believe, Mom. That would explain
4: the fashion choice.
3: <laughs> well, at least I've got some fashion going oh, on. i sure, girl.
1: Taylor, your thoughts <laughs> on Lagonda's behavior and everything else leading up to RuPaul's entrance. Uh, it's, it's just that need for attention. It, it,
2: it comes off as desperate. It comes off as needy. And the thing that I love about that is that Bianca never gets flustered. And even when she tries to make those comments, Bianca Bianca is so dismissive, but in a way that just, it just shows the maturity of Bianca Del Rio versus the immaturity of Laganja. Uh,
1: yeah, look, we're going to be dealing, again, a lot with Laganja as we, you know, head on out the door with Laganja pretty soon. But, um... Sorry. Oh my god. What happened, Taylor? What is that noise? That is my
2: phone. I'm sorry. I was trying to turn it off because I got messages.
1: Is everything okay?
2: Yeah, everything's fine.
1: Wait. You started off in such a good mood. Er- no, I'm
2: fine. I'm fine. That's it's certain people know that I'm
1: Does going it rhyme to be
2: Robacou? Rob a- no. <laughs> no. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
1: <laughs> All right. Um so look, here's the deal. Is this Laganja but again, you know what's so funny? Is ever since this episode, I've been saying trust and believe, Mama. Uh like nobody's business. Really? Like, I yeah. You better trust and believe, Mama. Like just to make myself laugh. Mm-hmm. But uh uh, I do think Laganja is so good with the catchphrases. I do love hearing her catchphrases. I'm a big fan of the catchphrases, but she is like, so annoying. And I'm always very curious because, you know, they focus on, right now, Laganja v. Bianca. But I have no idea what what is, like, Courtney's opinion of, of Laganja or um, Jocelyn or Ben. We don't really get a sense of what they think of Laganja. You, I mean, you could tell Bianca has no patience for her, but...
2: Well, and I think you you kind of get that you we'll get that in a few the, the big, but I'm feeling very attacked. Yeah. Where at one point Courtney will say, "Well, I think we could have all handled that a little better." Mm-hmm. So, when she said or says that in the future episode, I think that there is probably things going on behind the scenes so to speak that you know, if everybody is feeling similarly, to Bianca it's why why does everybody with the exception of Adore, why does everybody else need to pile on Uh, Bianca seems to be able to corral and handle Laganja so everybody else can just kind of sit back and let her go you know during untucked to this episode when Laganja and Gia are talking in particular the milk the look on milk's face is very telling of oh my god you've got to be kidding and I, I can't. I would be very surprised if other people didn't feel the same way. Well,
1: well, now, what if the protocol? Because I'm assuming you can't turn down patients or say I don't. Okay, well, yeah. What when you're a therapist? The fuck I can't. Yeah. Well, that's my question. <laughs> if you're a ther- if, if you're a therapist and you have a patient come in and you just for whatever reason just don't like the person, um, what is the protocol there?
2: No. The, the, if I don't like a person, and I've had clients that I don't like. If it's going to affect my ability to be therapeutic.
1: You've had co-hosts you don't like.
2: <laughs> I know. I keep coming back for more. Um, I know. If I, if I had a client that I didn't like, if it was going to affect my ability to provide them with the best therapy I could, I would refer them to somebody else. However, usually clients that I don't like, I actually feel as though it's easier for me to be therapeutic with them because I feel like I can be a little more direct without hurting, worrying about hurting their feelings. Like I could say some stuff, and I I would always be professional, and I would always be kind in the way I would say it. But the directness that I have tends to be more effective than with people that I'm like I, I don't want to like you know that I I don't want to I don't want to run the risk of hurting their feelings. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So I I don't have as much of a problem being an asshole to a client that I don't like. I'm still going to be professional, and I'm still giving them my. you know, the best therapy I can. It's just a question of being a little bit more direct with them.
1: I don't think I could do what you did. I'll tell you why. Or not what you did, what you do. If I was a therapist (laughs) and this pretty young thing came in with like a huge bulge, I wouldn't be listening to what they were saying. I would just be staring at their bulge the whole time. I
2: occasionally have that with hairy legs. (laughs) Oh really? Some of my clients my well, I had a client in uh last week that has like really nice toned hairy legs and there was a couple of times that I kind of was like
1: okay. Are <laughs> you went, super like, going,
2: into like, hairy legs? I love hairy legs. Hairy legs is hairy legs is a thing for me. Not uh-huh. like weird wiry coarse like bla- but something about a
1: a well flocked leg. <laughs> I'm thinking about like what, like kind of like I would imagine uh, Carmine Raguso would have had on uh, Laverne and Shirley. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know what kind
2: of legs Carmine Raguso had. Okay, you know, are you know who somebody that is, <laughs> you're going to look up Carmine Raguso's legs and send me a picture?
1: No, I'm looking at the script. Oh, <laughs> yes. Go ahead.
2: Okay, there is a guy. There is a show called Shit's Creek. Have you seen it? No. I know okay. it's with Eugene Levy's son, right? Right. And Eugene Levy's son is always walking around in like either shorts or like, like almost like jogging pants that come just below the knee. And he has really nice hairy legs. That's the type of hairy leg that I like.
1: Next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's main stage challenge. <laughs> now, ladies, this week's main
5: challenge... It's going to be packed with more stars than there are in heaven. Who's coming? You'll have to tell me, because it's time to play Snatch Game! Oh
1: my gosh! The girls get right to work on their outfits. Ben is concerned because he doesn't do impressions, and Bianca is nervous because she didn't realize that Judge Judy was RuPaul's favorite character. (laughs) Right away, RuPaul walked around the workroom to check in on the girl's progress and to give some advice. First up, RuPaul checked in with Adore Delano. Okay, that is a blonde wig.
3: Yeah, I'm doing Anna Nicole Smith. Anna
5: Nicole Smith. I love her.
3: I was honored (laughs) to be in our next performance video. And if I ever recorded an album... I want this guy to produce mine, <laughs> cause is <he's> freaking genius.
1: <laughs> okay, now Taylor, what I think is so great about that impression mm-hmm. is she's doing it on the spot. And have you ever heard the actual audio? Yeah, I w- I remember that
2: night watching Anna Nicole do that, and it was
1: it was high art <laughs> well taylor i have a surprise for you <laughs> you're gonna hear it again here we go right. i want to do a comparison about how closely a door got to it yes i uh, yeah, okay okay how, was that right english how close a door was anyway here we go
0: like my body
1: <laughs> which she does later on snatch mm-hmm. game she says that
0: i was honored to be on our Next performer's new video.
3: And if I ever record an album, I want this guy to produce my... Make me beautiful duets. Because he's freaking genius!
1: He does the clap over her head. So... Um, go Ador Delano for just nailing that. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on here. Uh, RuPaul seemed a little concerned with Laganja and Milk, but was puzzled, most of all, by Gia Gunn's choice of Mexican pop star, Selena. I'm going to do Selena.
5: Selena? Yeah.
1: Not Selena Gomez. No.
0: Intanilla. <laughs>
5: so a little beady beady. Is she funny, though? I mean, how are you going to make her funny?
0: So... You know, she cracked, like, a few jokes here and there, but also, you know, referring to other things. I just, you know, I'm very flappy at the jaw. I'm very used to, like, you know, coming back with wreaths and... I'm not buying this, Gia. I'm not buying it. Give me a little Selena. Can you give me a little Selena? Uh-huh. Hola. Tienen preguntas?
1: After her table visit with Rue, Gia decided to try a new strategy.
0: Are you still doing Selena? I'm not sure. Who else are you thinking about? Kim K or like somebody more safe that I feel like maybe they would get. Are you planning on changing it? I mean, I'm thinking about Can you a- change it? Yeah.
1: Taylor, any thoughts on everything we just played?
2: I I don't get where she would have thought Selena was funny. I I I, I don't know a lot about Selena, mm-hmm. but I do. I don't ever know her to have ever told a joke. Like I've never thought that she was known for her comedic stylings, and it just it just that was that was just a very odd choice to me. I can see with Kim K, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I could I could see the possibility there more so than than Selena was just an odd the, the outfit that she brought looked great when they showed it on the mannequin. I yeah. can see that being a great outfit, but it just it just was not I I don't understand.
1: Look, here's the thing that I'm puzzled by every single time to this day is you know you're applying to RuPaul's Drag Race, you know you're gonna do Snatch Game, uh there are still people who they think they're going to go on there and rely on the look. I mm-hmm. don't get it. I don't understand it. It's, it it boggles my mind. I think those people don't think they're going to win. They think they're going to be safe. They're like, I got, at least if I look at the person, I can be safe.
2: Yeah, that that's a good point that, that they think they could just coast through. But the part of that is, do they, do they think that they only ask the certain people questions like, do they not realize that it's a lengthy process where everybody gets asked questions and they're going to pick the best and worst answers? You know that's what a I mean, good
1: question. That's a good question. You're right. They, maybe they think they're only going to have to answer like – well, even still, they only ask like four questions, you know? But uh, yeah, I, there is still I, it still puzzled me to this day and, and she was one of them. but she's – that's the thing. As amused as I am by Gia, I don't think she's intentionally funny. You know No, she's she's an idiot. She she's very much or that that's the
2: portrayal, I should let me rephrase that. That's the portrayal that she's giving off, is that she's just this airhead. So I, I don't know you know, what when you talk about people like Alyssa Edwards and stuff, that there there is, even though, you know, we've talked about it, I'm not the biggest Alyssa fan, there is a genius to Alyssa Edwards. That she's not in on the joke, but she is so she's so funny because she's not in on the joke. I think Gia is one of those people that thinks that she's in on the joke, but everybody's just sort of laughing at her, not with her. I feel like Alyssa Edwards is able to laugh at herself, whereas Gia Gunn was not for whatever reason during the time that she was on. Then I know that we explored that a little bit in earlier episodes with you know because she was she you know was trans woman at the time but couldn't necessarily reveal that and you know when you go back and watch some of her reactions to her elimination later on in the episode you can see some of that anger that's there
1: oh you think so
2: yeah that's that's kind of I looking at it now knowing that she eventually transitions to her authentic self I, I I kind of saw the the you're all just dudes and if I want to hang around with some cross dressing men and all that kind of stuff I feel like that was some of that coming out
1: oh i just think it's bitter i mean i well I just, yes there's that too but and i think she's kind of kidding i don't, I don't know I, you've brought this up before and i don't know if i necessarily agree with it. i'm not saying you're wrong I mean, I, we'll never know we don't know what is in gia's heart mm-hmm. but i just still think of it as a joke i don't know if i think of it like literally thinking like you are dudes and i'm a woman but maybe you're right maybe i'm giving her too much credit i think you are <laughs> well maybe i am I give you too much credit. Hey! <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. I know. By the way, uh, how was your phone service uh, when, during the hurricane time? Spotty. Oh, really? That's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: I was a little busy looking for air conditioning, and I responded to all of your text messages eventually.
1: I never said anything. What do you feel guilty about? I've never said anything about you and me.
2: I did feel a little guilty because there were because t- you did occasionally. No, that's not true. You did send a couple things going. How are things going?
1: No, but I never. i never commented right now that you didn't respond. Do did you feel guilty about something? What do you mean? You were looking for air conditioning? Our power was out. There was no. Power oh, so you're looking for a place that had air conditioning? Yes. You weren't, was- you, weren't, you weren't looking for an air conditioner.
2: No. Well, I was looking for an air conditioner attached to a house or an office that I could sit in. But wait, why
1: couldn't you go to Taffy's safe house?
6: Well,
2: we could at times, but we weren't there. There were times she wasn't there, so if she wasn't there, we couldn't. It wasn't our house to stay in.
1: How long did it take for her to power to come back? We got our power two days before she did. Oh, so she had to wait another two days before she got her own power back? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. It's time for the snatch game, a chance for strong contestants to gain even more of a lead and for the weaker contestants to stand out among the crowd. Bianca Del Rio as Judge Judy and Ben Delacrim as Maggie Smith cemented their already strong performances, while Adore Delano as Anna Nicole Smith and Jocelyn Fox as Teresa Giudice seemed to make a turn for the better from somewhat previously weaker performances. Meanwhile, Gia Gunn, Milk, and Laganja Estranja lost some of the very early goodwill they may have earned from the judges. First up, Gia Gunn came off as a completely corny Kim Kardashian. Media sensation Kim
5: Kardashian is here. How's the baby? Oh,
0: you know, I'm still, like, having some morning at... Is that... Yes, you know, like, throwing up and stuff after um, the pregnancy, but... Everything should be okay.
5: Kim, you look gorgeous.
0: Absolutely.
5: All right, Kim Kardashian, San Francisco. So gay. Instead of horses, the mounted police ride.
4: Well, like
0: I always say, you never put a tattoo on a Bentley. And I hope a that I Bentley. felt Bentley. Right.
5: You probably didn't. Beauty fades! Yes. Dumbest forever! Yes. <laughs> Let's move on to Kim Kardashian. New vodka, flavored with blank. I'll have to go with Big Black.
1: Next, milk left a foul taste in everyone's mouth as Julia Child
5: up next it's the french chef julia child oh hello how are you i hope you got something cooking did you bring your loving oven i sure did it's right under this desk all right (laughs) julia child i had always heard that san francisco was uh, there was a sausage fest all year round year round and so they must have all these trucks to deliver these sausages yes i'd say sausage trucks
1: Laganja Estranja wins the award for least memorable celebrity. Literally.
5: Stylist to the stars. Rachel Zoe is here. Might I say I literally die for your
3: outfit. Is that real fur you're wearing? It's my new fur faux line.
5: Let's move on down to Rachel Zoe.
3: I wrote shoes. Because shoes are the most important accessory to a women's outfit. And you can actually see me, Rachel Zoe, to get your shoes styled. Uh,
4: Rue, yes. is, uh, is this girl of a robot? Why does she sound like that? Is somebody pushing a button? Can I'm you actually, talk normal? I'm, I'm talking! Um, i I think that's really
3: rude.
1: Taylor, any thoughts on the Snatch Game performances? I
2: think they're all horrible, but um, it's funny how this is the part of the show, the series, that seems to date this show. Because I mean, characters like the reality stars of Rachel Zoe and Teresa Giudici is that Giudici? Yeah,
1: Giudice? you're the Italian.
2: I know, but I never I never watched those shows. I mean, there were things that Jocelyn did with the whole, ah, you know, where she was up against the desk and saying things that were very funny.
1: Prostitution horses.
2: <laughs> Prostitution horses. But there, Rachel Zoe? I, I, no. Well, even I mean, earlier
1: in the episode, RuPaul did a Anthony reference. Yes. Yeah, that's... Whatever happened to him? He grew up and no one thought he was cute anymore? Is that what happened? I don't know. I made that up. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not following the career of a little Anthony. Yeah. Which, by the so, way, sounds like the name of, like, uh, a 1950s, like, uh, Motown act. Or like, Motown's in the 60s. Yes. But, like, Anthony and he sings, like, um, I got
4: stuff
1: in my eyes. And you're basic, <laughs> and you're basic, bitches, too. <laughs> and you like... I'm going to swing my pink leg all around the skew here. I'm Low Hanthony, and I want to be your friend forever. I just made it up on the spot. Ever and ever. You know, it's like the Chi um, uh, Lights. Remember, you ever hear them? Remember the Chi yeah. Lights? That's Anthony I mean. and the Imperials. Oh, the other thirteen-year-old like, boy. Yeah, Lohanthony and the Imperials. And but I imagine them sounding like uh, the she Lights. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were your I, thoughts? I, I, I don't know. It just it's just that all three of those performances were. But you also were, said this is the really greatest bad. snatch game in the history of the show
2: because of the ones that are better. They stand. They stand out.
1: There isn't necessarily one that I could think of where it, pe- All people, Stars Two. Which I know you and Daniel did not agree with me. I thought All Stars 2 was such an amazing snatch game. Mm. You got May West. You have Katya as Bjork. Okay. And if I remember
2: correctly, those were the only two that we all agreed on. This has at least three that we agree on as as really good, if not great. Two. Bianca, Bianca, Adore, and uh Ben.
1: Therese, uh, Jocelyn wasn't bad either No Jocelyn wasn't No Jocelyn was good And you know, Darian I, may have been good But they just didn't show her Right We don't know Because her little, her little Quippy comments were funny Right She's a real keeper As in keeper in a cage Yeah Like how is that killing But not her What she really did You know Like her answers what I'm saying No I didn't say she was bad Stop saying Darian was bad
2: I didn't say Darian was bad <laughs> oh god
1: when's the next hurricane so i don't have to take this show for i know week? seriously like uh, guys <laughs> i was like well i guess uh we'll just wait no it's okay you can get a new co-host if you want and i was like that uh... is
2: not what happened that is not girl that is not what happened i said if you want to do a show this week i am not available you can do either get a guest co-host or tape a show yourself, or if you want to wait, that's fine. I'm leaving it up to you. And I waited. That is what I said. And you waited, and I appreciate that.
1: How did I just say? How did I say anything different?
2: Because you said that I was all like, "Oh, go ahead, go on without me. It's fine. I don't want to do the show." That's what you just alluded. I to. never,
1: I never said. You said I didn't want to. You said you
2: girl, are, don't rewind be, the not, tape. Don't be transparent. Let's not be tra- that. Doesn't make me feel
1: good, and that doesn't make me look good. <laughs> It's elimination day, and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Ben has That's a, a me- call back to Untucked. That's a call back to this week's Untalked. I don't I remember watched that. Before we- well, well I'm, I uh. haven't watched. I only watched the episode before because uh, uh, I watched this episode like uh, it. it uh, Obama was president. It's the last time I saw this episode. <laughs> It's elimination day and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Ben has a mere moment about his mom that passed away when he was young, while Adore Delano effortlessly seduces America and Bianca Del Rio with her discussion about her hog body.
3: Am I the only one that's, like, having a problem with, like, my body? My friends and I kid around about, like, we call it hog body. Just, like, we're really thick in the midsection. You feel overweight? I just feel like I have a weird proportioned body. Well, maybe you oh, do. And, yeah. And so what? Yeah.
4: Adore. Yes, baby? If you don't want to get yelled at by Michelle, because didn't she tell you last time that you needed to be cinched? Yeah. I, and don't tell anybody that I'm being kind, but I have another cincher if you want me to lace you in it. I'm down. Okay, we'll do it.
1: Now Taylor, this is the clip you won't shut the fuck up about.
2: I love so, this moment. So let's talk this about moment. it.
1: Let's talk about it.
2: I well, first of all, I love the mirror moment with Ben. I, I that that is as a little chubby gay boy myself. Even though my mother is still alive, I I could relate to that. But um, I th- this was the moment that changed my opinion of Bianca because it wasn't. So I'm just going to roll my eyes at everybody and make quick quippy comments. This was, this was just a very, this was a moment of kindness that we don't normally see in competition shows like this. It feels like it's just one of those things where it's every man for himself. And Bianca, for whatever reason, felt that she wanted to help door. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate people that want to help other people.
1: Now, I want to go back to the Ben was chubby moment. What, what did you relate, even though you didn't lose your mom, what did you relate to about it? I, in middle school, I was chubby
2: and I was bullied
6: mm-hmm. and
2: I was teased, teasing. We've talked about bullies on this show Is that's a trigger for me as far as I don't like any, I don't like watching that on the TV or anything like that. But I, you know, that's just something that I could relate to that. Some of the other things that people have talked about on this, on this show, mirror the mirror moments that we have talked about on the various seasons, I don't necessarily, I can't relate to that. Like I could, I remember what it was like to be chubby and teased and all that kind of stuff. More so for being gay, but I also, I was teased by all of like the skinny kids that all could play sports and stuff like that. The kids thought you acted gay?
1: Have you heard me talk? Yes, they thought thought I was... I don't think you sound, I mean, I don't think you sound like super butch, but I would just think you sound... I don't know I, I wouldn't I wouldn't especially as a child label it as gay uh, I was probably more okay go
2: all right oh. we're gonna have a mirror moment with me when I was in fifth grade for in, in, in the township that I went to school At fifth grade you were elementary school and then you went to sixth grade was the middle school and I remember towards the end of the year I was all of my friends were always girls and I always used to hang out with girls and that was just kind of what I did and when we had recess and everything And at one point, one of the teachers that wasn't even my teacher, but she was kind of in the same pod, for lack of a word, as my teacher was, Mm -hmm. brought me into her classroom during recess and said that she couldn't help but notice that I always played with little girls and that I needed to find a way to learn how to play with little boys because as I grow up, People are going to realize that I like playing with little girls, and people don't like little boys that only play with little girls. The teacher told you this. The teacher told me this. Carol right. Finaki, mm-hmm. Loring Fleming Elementary School,
3: 1984.
2: Mm-hmm. So, not that I held on to that in therapy sessions for the last 40 years, but um, so she told me that I had to go out when we went back outside. I had to. I wasn't allowed to play with my friends. I had to go play basketball or do whatever it was that the boys were doing. And I didn't want to do that, so instead, I hid behind a tree and I cried through the rest of recess because that was the first time that somebody told me that I was wrong in who I was i up until that point, it was almost like the emperor the emperor's new clothes, like I was this little Femi kid all through school, and I'm sure that teachers in the, you know the teachers' lounge were talking about me and stuff, or other kids might have been talking about me, but it never occurred to me that. I was different and you figured this was the 80s in you know a very blue collar town and that kind of stuff and then that stuck with me and on one level she was right in that through middle school I was the chubby fag that was running around the halls and everything but I don't I always I always wonder how much of that played into that conversation she had with me played into my head got in my head Please don't go to it. Okay.
1: I wasn't going to. Come, right. come I down. Miss- <laughs> uh, I would say, you're jumpy today. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Anyway, uh, you know, the only moment I ever had like that, I, I didn't really have that problem growing up. But I remember specifically when I was like, oh, there's something weird here. Remember the troll books? Yeah. Uh, as a as a kid, I loved the, the movie and I guess apparently the musical Annie. Okay. And so, you know, they had, like, I was in second grade, and they had the Annie, like, coloring and puzzle book or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I ordered it, and it came, and I don't know somehow all the kids saw that I had ordered the Annie puzzle book, and I was so excited to get it. And all the boys were like, why do you have an Annie puzzle? Like, they were making fun of me for getting Annie a puzzle book. But I remember the, the, my experience was different in that my teacher, Mrs. Soto... Who was 24 and f- friends with my mom, which I thought was really weird. But, uh, Mrs. Soda was like, hey, quiet. You know, boys can like Annie too. Like, it doesn't doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, that was the only, but I remember clocking to myself, like, oh, that's, that's weird. That's different. I, I remember thinking that was, I, I remember like, the, I just remember feeling like ashamed. Uh, you know, and then going to the chubby thing, did you see, I've, I've been talking about this a lot, is Grindr has come out with a web series. Have you seen this? No. It's actually very interesting, even though I want to see f- more episodes before I give a final judgment. Right now, it looks promising, mm-hmm. right? What it is, is it's, it's very simple. The premise is simple. They take two people who are very different, mm-hmm. and they have them swap Grinder profiles and see how they're treated differently. And so the, oh, wow. first epi- the first episode of this white – he's not really my type, but – which you would think when you hear it, but he is, but he's not. But this little blonde white muscle twink mm-hmm. swaps profile with like an Asian twink. Okay. And, uh, you know, the Asian twink now is on the um, white twink's profile, and he is just blowing up. Like, it is, like, insane. he's like, whoa, I've never, like, this is insane, right? And meanwhile, Mm -hmm. the white twink is like, oh, this is crazy, like, no one's paying attention to me, like, it's much, I'm not used to this, this is really strange. Mm -hmm. And, um, with the, again, with the white guy posing as the Asian twink, um, he'll straight up message people and they'll say, like, uh, no, sorry, not interested, or, but then he gets people who are interested and they say, like oh, are you a bottom? I'm super. All Asians are bottoms, and I'm a rice queen. And he's like, wow, this is really offensive. They're making all these assumptions about me just based mm-hmm. on how I look or my race. And the reason I'm cautiously optimistic is because, look, here's a deal. The white guy is very stereotypical what you would think is West Hollywood. you know. By the way, grinders is in West Hollywood, so it's kind of unfair to paint all of gays like this. But... uh it, it, West Hollywood probably being the most judgmental gay place I've ever seen in my entire life by far, but um, but two is the twinky Asian boy is so fucking adorable. If this Asian boy hit me up a grinder, I'd be like, oh hello, you know, mm. like no, what, like because n- the question is really like when does a preference become racist, you know? Yeah. And I would say in this case, it would be totally racist because this kid's so cute that. If you're saying no to that, it must be because well, either you're not into twinks or you're not into Asians, you know. Because if you're into twinks, then these kids super adorable and super cute, I want to see though fat and thin. I want to see ugly. Yeah, I mean, how do you do an ugly one though? Like I'm, uh, you're the ugly one, (laughs) but like, (laughs) but um, but I'm curious to see where they go with it. You know, I'm curious to see how they take it. But what are your thoughts on what I just told you about? Like, will you check that out? But uh, but I'm, I'm I would. I'm, they're very short They're only like three minutes But I'm wondering if, if that's what you mean with the Because
2: I knew <laughs> I was going to say Do we have to do re- replays
1: of them? No But what I was going to say is <coughs> um, Is with the Ben thing Is I think that is important Is that like gays are very And I've said this before The next hurdle we as gay people Have to tackle is ourselves And our self-hate and yeah. uh, and so Ben's experience, like, it brought him to tears about being chubby and being teased for it. And, you know, kids are just mean. But I would say, like, at a certain point, a lot of people grow up, but gays, not to say all gays, but, uh, you know, my experience a lot of times when I'm, when I'm talking shit on gays are those West Hollywood gays that I, I just cannot stand. Mm-hmm. But it's very judgmental and very like, oh my god! It's just like if you're fat in the gay world, you might as well be invisible, unless you're fetishized, unless you're fetishized, unless, un-
2: unless you are somebody that is, you know, you 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 find yourself a feeder or somebody like that that just that that they they you know we have a we have a joke, an ongoing from a story that I told early on on Pod as my co-pilot, where the one time that a guy picked me up in a bar, one of the first things he said to me was, I just love your I fat I hurt my back? Oh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you. What did he I say? He sa- said, I love your fat I just love your fat. Oh. And at that point I thought, well this is, you know, I'm in my I'm in my mid to early twenties and I would go to bars with Rodan and Rodan would always pick up and I would drive home alone. I have somebody that's kind of looking at me and he kind of likes that, you know, he's a chubby chaser. So I felt like at that moment, I'm like, well, this is the best I can do. Yeah. And that's and that could become and I'm not saying that that everybody that's a chaser, or everybody that is chased, that's the way they are. But that that's a slippery slope to to go down. And I, I, you know, I still occasionally have those voices in my head of the people that bullied me in middle. Middle school was horrible. High school got a little bit better, but I just kind of kept my head down. And just avoided
1: everybody. See, my but. experience was opposite. Middle school and grade school and everything like that were wonderful for me. I was the fucking mm. big man on campus. But high school, when I went to an all-boys high school, was awful. High school was awful. Awful. Because, you know, often people think, oh, all-boys high school is so gay. No, it's the opposite. It is yeah. testosterone squared, you yeah. know? and
2: uh so there were threats of me being sent to an all boys school at one point and I was terrified that that was what was going to happen to me so yeah. I, I can see that
1: yeah th- there was nowhere for me to I, I was literally the kid who would go with his probably other homosexual friends and just hang out in the library one of them I'm mm-hmm. still a really good friends with to this day you know so uh and that was who we were you know we were the kid from Stranger Things and um uh, As so I relate to lots of those outcast kind of kids Especially from my high school years Not necessarily junior high, but from high school years And then college yeah. was back to normal But yeah, high school was particularly horrible And how mean, 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 mean people could be Um, Now it's time For the looks The looks, yes Okay, so we have The
2: theme for the night was Night of a thousand RuPaul's And we have We have 11 looks Starting with RuPaul And she is in a yellow, kind of butterfly-esque, asymmetrical print dress with her hair up off to the side. I did not like this dress at all. I thought it was too busy, even though I am a big fan of bright colors, and would give this look a boot.
1: Joe, what do you think? You know, based on what I'm looking at right here, I actually really like it. I know what you mean by it's too busy, but right here, I like it a lot, and I love her wig. The wig is great. The wig looks fantastic. Her makeup looks on point. I am going to go with a toot from what I'm seeing here. Toot. Uh, Toot.
2: Okay. Next up is Jocelyn Fox, and she is in a black, kind of almost a crushed velvet or velvet dress with a big feather in the side of her hair. Um, Not my favorite look of Jocelyn either. I thought the the weird octopus thing attached to
1: the side of her head was too much. I give this look a boot as well. I think from what I'm seeing here, it I'm gonna give it a boot from for different reasons. Again, look I'm going off a screenshot and I didn't watch the looks today. But mm-hmm. based on this, I would say it just seems very except for the big schmuck on her head, it <laughs> looks very basic. You know? Yeah. Like, yes,
2: basic is a good is a good word for it. Yeah,
1: and I'm just I'm gonna give it a boot as well.
2: Alright. So next up is Gia Gun. And Gia Gunn is wearing a blue and blue almost tattered dress with a nude underlay underneath and a big blonde wig. Um, comparing this to the actual look, this look is horrible. And I would give this look a boot as well.
1: Yeah, this look is awful. It's awful. This look is terrible. Is this supposed to be the season six, like, Panther outfit? Uh, I I don't know. No, because th- that, that's not that's a, a pantsuit. That's, a, that's but a pantsuit, yeah. This is awful. I don't like it. And she lo- it makes her look, I mean, I know she's a short girl, but it makes her look even shorter than she has typically looked. And, and that is thick. Ta- thick. She looks really thick. And that hair looks horrible. Speaking of, look, you all, you're all dudes. She actually does look like a dude in a dress, which is actually, she's usually pretty fishy. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm going to give it a boot as well. And it's also important to note that this final
2: look of hers on the show is the look of the infamous eyelash, the wonky eyelash.
1: So yeah, yeah.
2: it's I also particularly love, pronounced.
1: I also do love that we just did a whole uh, thing about, like, not judging people on their looks. <laughs> now we're literally judging their looks.
0: Wow. Well.
2: Next, we have Darian Lake. Darian Lake is wearing a uh, what she refers to as Girtha Kit," which I thought was funny. Oh, really? I've never heard that. What she said? Yeah, she said that when she was doing the "Runaway Walk." Oh, okay. um, Where she's wearing a black sequins dress uh, with the Catwoman mask and black gloves, but she's also accentuated, accentuated, is that the right word? Yeah, with uh, some like rainbow bejeweled. She has a bracelet, and the mask actually has some rainbow in it too. Um, I actually give this look a toot only because I like this look when RuPaul did it. Um, it's uh, Darian is one of those, and I know we just got done talking about people's weight and stuff, but because of Darian's weight, I think that she finds things very hard to find that might be flattering for her. And also, because of her weight, the way she walks, it doesn't do her any favors as far as showing off the best pieces of the dress. So I give this look a toot with reservations, but...
1: I give it a toot. A lot of it has to do with the look that looks great, but also that she has the bravery to show those arms and not care and just work it. Like I'm, That's my big fear. Like, Do I have those arms? Hold on a minute. I have to put the window to the front.
2: Okay, do it again.
1: Oh, I, can you see?
2: kind of you don't have them. I have them worse I have arm flaps I have bat wings worse so oh maybe you do have a little bit yeah but mine is mine is more <laughs> so we're doing this is this, this is what people are paying good money for here to hear us hit our arm flaps into the microphone
1: yeah but they're not like they're not like Darian
2: no Darian Darian has a in the beginning of oh this is what they do. okay here we go oh okay yeah that's that's car car <laughs>
1: I'm trying to see here. Oh yeah, but they're not. Again, they're not as bad as Darian. Do you shave under your arms? No. Oh, That's mm. so you have the shirt up pretty high, and I
2: can't. Oh, I'm, there it is. I'm, showing, okay. t-
1: I'm trying to on my underarm here. So,
2: I have a pimple under my arm right now that really hurts. What? See? Gross! See. Why did you just show me that? <laughs> it hurts. I don't ever get pimples under my arms. It was like, but every look, time
1: I move my arm, it hurts. You were saying that, but guys, what other show? Do the hosts flap their arm fat? Their arm fat. Our biscuit making arms. Our biscuit making arms. Our bingo. is what's the bingo one? Bingo lady arms or whatever. But like, I'm actually pretty happy. Like, look, you no, know, am I like uh uh one of the Hemsworth brothers? No, but like, like I'm like, oh, you know what? Seen seen Darian and stuff like that. It's not that bad. So, oh man, I don't have, sh- I don't have muscle. Can you flex a muscle? Can you have any see. sort of definition? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know, but I think it's just covered by fat.
2: <laughs> well, no, the fat hangs off the bottom like stalactites. No, but as far as the actual muscle goes, like you've got, I have a little bit of a bicep. So anyway. <laughs> dear, Next we, up. We, we've we've got <laughs> the <camera on> boot. <laughs> So, next up is Laganja Estranja, who is wearing an outfit apparently inspired by the season four uh, Meet the Queens look. Yeah. And I – this this look is a mess to me. I, I just think that it's – it just – it's sloppy. I get what she was trying to do with the look, but the fact that she did it in, like, gold and purple and the bustier kind of, like, hangs off the sides, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's form-fitting around. It's just – it's not a look – Now, that being said, I do like the crazy hair. I do like the super teased-out hair. But the look itself, not
1: my favorite. I give this one a boot. Now, one thing, I'm only judging what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing it walk down the runway. Mm -hmm. But, again, I love the hair. The makeup looks cool. Let me zoomed in there. Oh. Um, Based on what I'm seeing, I don't hate it. I'm going to give it a two. I don't hate it. Based on what I'm seeing.
2: So next up is Bianca Del Rio And she is in a silver dress That is floor length With a big shower scrunchie Unspooled and wrapped in her hair Um, Somebody It might have been you talking about That Bianca kind of wears the same silhouette In every uh, Challenge And I hadn't noticed that until watching it this season And I would agree with that It's a pretty dress I don't know how much it's inspired by RuPaul but it's it is a pretty dress, so I'll give this look a toot. I'll, I'll this look a two.
1: It is a two. It, it, it's something that I heard. You know, you've heard talked about. You know, like when they when they critique Bianca's fashion skills about how she wore the same silhouette all the time. And, and yeah, this is we've seen this dress every single episode nearly, and uh, she pulls it off. I mean, she knows what works for her. I mean, this yeah. is what you're going to come to expect when you see Bianca Del Rio. So I'll give it a two. Uh, I do like the little bracelet that she has on. Hmm. Next up is Adore Delano
2: cinched in a purple, tight purple dress that doesn't quite make it to the floor, as talked about, and big blonde hair. I think Adore looks great here. I do find it interesting that Adore is critiqued by Michelle Visage, who says that the look does not look like something RuPaul would wear, but yet she is also wearing a shiny purple tight outfit with big blonde hair when she's critiquing her, because she's supposed to look like RuPaul. W-
1: Michelle's a mess. No, I okay. know that, but yeah.
2: it's, it's just, it's one of these that I, I didn't really notice that until I watched it a couple of nights ago and then watched it again yesterday, that that was something that I thought to myself, I need to make a mental note to address that with the fives of tens of people that
1: listen to this show. <laughs> I know. So, what uh, about you? I just, I've never, as much as I love boy Adore as much as I love Danny Noriega, and I think you know it goes down with like Katya and um, a few other people. It's just one of the great comments that the, they comment on the action so well. Mm-hmm. I just hate her aesthetic as a drag queen. I always have. I don't like this wig. I don't like this look. It. I think it looks sloppy and messy and and gross. It, it, it looks like someone, if she were a woman, if she were. If she were a woman, uh, I would say she just looks like someone who has a tramp stamp and her pussy smells. <laughs> you know? But there's a
2: good chance that Danny has a tramp stamp and his pussy smells.
1: Good point. Yes. So, But I don't know. I think it'd be so cute on Danny a tramp stamp. Anyway. Next I, up, we have – oh, I'm sorry. Did you say – you did say to – I'm done. Or boots, it's right? a boot. It's a
2: boot. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, next up, we have Trinity K. Bonet who is in a lime green feathered outfit with big red hair. And it's one uh, off the shoulder. And I, because I love this acid green color, I give this look a toot because I love bright colors like that. And I thought that the dress was really pretty. And the fact that on Tucked, she said that she made the dress made me like it even more.
1: Yeah, I like this look. Um, I'm usually not a big Trinity K. Bonet fan, but I'm going to say I really, really like this. I'm a Mm -hmm. fan. Toot. So next up, we
2: have Ben Delacreme serving Tweety Bird realness with big blonde hair and a bright lemon yellow dress with tulle kind of wrapped around her. Uh, I did not like this look. I I I I don't like the color yellow, so that's probably part. Oh really? Of it. Yeah, I, of all the color, I usually am a I love color, but yellow is just not. It's just not my jam, um, and I I don't like her with blonde hair. She's just she's not a blonde to me. She's somebody that should always have dark hair. But I also get she was supposed to be RuPaul, um, so I would give this look a
1: boot as well. Uh yeah, I don't like this dress. It seems like. Uh, shitty pageant outfit uh, I'm gonna give it a boot
2: Alright So next up is Courtney Act Wearing RuPaul's I guess her, like her supermodel of the world Outfit yeah. that she wore in a lot of video uh, Award shows and different Award ceremonies and stuff in the 90s um, I love this I th- It looks like it's the actual dress I mean I don't know if it is or not But it looks just like it And I, I kind of have a thing For Courtney Act there's what something about, I kind of find Courtney act hot as a girl and as a boy and the legs. On wow. This... What a, what a controversial statement. <laughs> well, but that's not normally my aesthetic, but her legs in this are amazing. And one thing I loved about this was the very nineties updo with kind of the big, thick, chunky curls. And I just, I, this, this, this might've been my favorite look of the night. Actually, this is my favorite
1: look of the night. So what? I would give this one a huge toot. I would give it a two, too. Even though I'm kind of bored of Courtney doing these kinds of looks and just relying on her body, yaddy, yaddy. Uh I do think, though, of all the outfits, this is the one where you can go like, oh, yeah, that is RuPaul. Mm-hmm. It might be the only one where I think, oh, that's RuPaul. She uh, definitely. The Darian cha- Lake
2: look, I would, uh, I would argue okay. it
1: could be. But those all are right. the two. But yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'll give it a two. I met the challenge. All right.
2: And then, last up, the most controversial look of the night was RuPaul Milk as RuPaul in boy clothes, where he mm-hmm. comes into the workroom and he comes in in a blue shiny suit uh, that's kind of short, the short hems with the with the loafers and a ill fitting ascot. But I love the idea of it. I think that it was a very smart, controversial, brave choice. The skull cap and the crazy, we're going to open our mouth and turn around real slow and look at everybody, that was the part that I did not get and I didn't like and it kind of creeped me out. However, I will give him a toot for the bravery of coming out like that and knowing that he, there was a chance he was going to get red to filth.
1: Uh, I'm with you, except I think I still liked it more than you did. I think it's brilliant. I think it's one of the best looks ever walked out.
2: Oh, I think it's brilliant. I it's just think brilliant. from the neck up, it's just not well executed. It's frightening. From the neck down, it's it is frightening. It's kind of. Do they ever have um the commercials? Yeah, yeah, for Six 90s, Flags. Six Flags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what he's serving at this point. So that was that's just it. But so those are the looks for this week. Yay! Yay! Uh,
1: let's see here. <laughs> Later on Untucked, Darian Lake slips in a reference to her old friend and future Season 7 contestant, Mrs. Kasha Davis. Mm. (laughs) There is always time for a cocktail. (laughs) That was a nice little uh, subtle reference to Mrs. Kasha they Are they friends in real life? Yeah, they are. Okay. In the Silver Lounge, Trinity uses her time to blast Santino Rice.
6: I don't think it's hilarious, nor do I find it humorous at all, for you to make jokes about things that I'm obviously suffering with. Santino did this whole, like, slur thing, and he was like, oh, you're green, like, as if, like, the way I talk is a problem. You can kiss my motherfucking ass. Yeah. Like, how dare He mm-hmm. said that on the runway? Yes, and I could hear him.
3: I like the neon green feathers. I didn't-
1: okay, wait, you remember, I think that was, oh, okay, this, this is when, oh, yeah, this is a, I don't know if I put in when RuPaul interrupts to say what really happened, but let's see, let's go with it. the
3: birds came in that color they do they're from the
5: rainforest she's an endangered species she's an endangered species (laughs) she is (laughs) wait wait hold on slow your roll girl what trinity failed to realize is that santina was actually making fun of me and my speech pattern i mean we all
2: thought that she was sensational
6: why would you do that why would you make before we go on
1: what, what are your thoughts on that taylor
2: I call bullshit on that. I call bullshit on that. it it
1: seems like bullshit.
2: In all the years that RuPaul has been on the show, no one has ever addressed or felt the need to address any sort of speech issue with her. And I felt that given season five and all of the controversy with potential with bullying, that they did not want that to come off looking like a judge was bullying her. So, I I mean, whereas when she said the Shansha or whatever it is that she said that he kind of mimicked while there was a slight issue with her with her s's in that one he knows where his bread is buttered. there's no way that he's going to make fun of her like that they that's that's never been the rapport that they've had yeah. at least not on the show secondly i i, I can't I, I i call bullshit also call bullshit.
1: while while taping why would you while, while taping why would you make fun of her while you're taping Does that yeah. makes sense yeah so uh and also i remember watching it the first time and not hearing the slurred speech you know mm-hmm. like i mean i heard santino but like when she said i'm all like i didn't hear it what are you talking about I, they could have easily easily gone back and redone it yeah you know uh, uh i want to hear that again a little bit let me see Yes. She's an endangered species. She's an endangered species. <laughs> she is. Hmm.
2: It's just something about that doesn't seem... It just doesn't,
1: it doesn't sit right. You're right. I yeah. agree. Would
6: Why mind? would you do that? Why would you make... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. ...the way that I talk. Are you kidding me? It just goes to show you how much words can cut you down to the bone. Nobody has ever told me that the way that I talk was a problem. And because I'm in a competition where that seems to be my problem, it's starting to fuck with me because it's like, I made this myself. Wow. Every bit of it. That's cool. So nothing else that I present to you matters because I can't talk. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts there?
2: I think this kind of goes with what I was talking about earlier. It gets, if people get into your heads and it's very hard to shake that, especially when you're somebody that does not, Seem to be as confident as Trinity is, at least going into this part of the competition. That it's easy for things to suddenly, for you to take things out of context, for you to d- d- read double meanings for things, and to and to let it like eat at you until you kind of fall apart. And it felt like, to some degree, in this part of Untucked, when they were all trying to explain to her, then you just you you know fuck them. Don't listen to what other people have to say. She didn't. She seemed unwilling or unable to understand that concept to grasp that concept
1: all right on.
5: why is it that you will focus on every
0: critique and never any compliment are you trying i am so find your own applause you don't need it from them exactly find your own applause in my opinion you always bring the best that you can bring but the place you went wrong
3: is where you put yourself in competition with the other girls. Mm-hmm. The only person you should be in competition with is yourself. I don't want to
6: this. That makes no sense.
3: It's, it's, it's a lot like mind
5: over matter. Yeah. Pay them no mind because they don't matter. I'm
6: not hearing me yeah. what I'm saying. Trinity,
3: I think the thing about it is as long as you're seeking... Approval or validation through other people's compliments or
6: people's criticisms, you're always going to be a victim to what other people say. Right. They're Mm -hmm. not listening. Everybody else is a lot more stronger than me. I don't know if I can compete with that. I'm going to shut up now.
1: Now, I think online you would hear about the comparisons and the parallels between Trinity K. Bonet and uh, Nina Bonina Brown. But you really see it here, and how is it, Nina Bonina Brown, who's clearly a student of RuPaul's Drag Race? Does, do you think Nina Bonina Brown sees Trinity K Bonet and relates to that, or what? What are your thoughts here?
2: I, there's, I think, the difference is between Trinity and Nina would be that eventually Trinity gets it. Trinity, you know, they're saying things to her that they're saying things to her that are important. And I think that, that the season nine girls tried to say to Nina and eventually when, you know, I mean, at one point Bianca kind of takes Trinity under her wing. It kind of feels like that towards the end of the time that Trinity is on the show. And I think that Trinity learned to appreciate herself more that I don't think Nina ever did. Nina ever got to that place. But I think that Nina seemed to have demons in her that went beyond drag race. Does that make sense? Like, you know, Trinity talks on this episode about how she reveals that she's HIV positive. She's re- she reveals that she wants to be a beacon for people that feel like there isn't anybody out there. And she says, for those of you that don't feel like anybody out there loves you, I love you. And th- there, there, there's a kindness there that I don't know that Nina ever really gets a chance to explore or to process on the show.
1: Interesting. See, I don't remember Trinity's storyline as much. So, because right now she's she's really, really reminding me of Nina by Nina Brown. You're right. Nina never has that uh, redemption, but maybe there is some sort of redemption for Trinity. You're saying?
2: Yeah, and I mean, you know, we see later on in this episode they they bring out the video with her mom, and it's talked about, and everything. You know, where where you see her make that turn. You know, not only the revealing her HIV status, Courtney says in this episode, you know, once she revealed that to us, you saw a weight lift off her off of her. And then she also recognizes in the episode where she talks about, you know, I'm I'm a winner. Even if I don't win this whole competition, I'm a winner because I'm here. I, I've you know, I've won because I'm I've gotten this far. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing. To recognize what we've done and to appreciate the positive, you know it it might not be it might not get you to the top spot to be America's next track superstar but you also at this point you have to think there are thousands of girls that apply for this and you got to the top 15 at this point you're in the top 10 yeah that's a huge deal that mm-hmm. is a huge deal and you know you want to go as far as you can with it So that you don't have a situation like Magnolia Crawford who just wanted to be there for the publicity. Mm -hmm. But you've got this situation where people – you know, when you recognize that, how hard you've gotten, how far you've gotten with this and how hard it was to get there, I don't know that Nina ever did that. I think Nina was too busy battling whatever it was that was going on in Nina's head that she never appreciated
1: what she had by being on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, very good. Later, Trinity makes a startling confession.
6: I am completely fine with people having their own opinions about me. And I think when I came on this show, I came on this show with a mission because... I am HIV positive. I was diagnosed in August of 2012. And I have so much to live for. I have so many goals and aspirations that I want to conquer in my life. So I'm not going to let an obstacle get in the way, and I wanted to come on this show, and I wanted to be that voice for people who are scared to speak out about that. I'm hoping that by sharing this, that I would be affecting somebody's life, and I'm hoping by sharing my story, I will inspire others, and that they will take it, and they will apply it to themselves. It's not a disease, it's just a situation... Wait, hold on, I'm going to stop there for a second. Okay. Isn't she talking
1: there about really about spreading the HIV positive awareness campaign really more? She's not necessarily talking about like positivity. Well, she is, but like a different kind of positivity.
2: Yeah, being a positive person. Being a positive as in opposite of, she's being a, you know, a positive force in the world, not
6: HIV positive force. I get up in the morning, I take my vitamin E, I take my fish oils, and then I pop my pill and that's the end of that. I have to remember, bitch, you're here for a reason. Trinity's a beacon, and I kind of think... She's a bacon. <laughs> Stop it. Maybe she's this is b- what's been holding her
0: back. Now that she has told us, I feel like she's got this off her chest, and she can feel like she's being herself. This
6: competition is so much more than you or me or exactly. any individual... The main reason why I came here, You know, I'm here for all those people that you have somebody that you can look up to. There are people out there that love you and will support you. And if you don't have anybody, know that I love you and I support you. You know, you have somebody that you can lean on.
1: Do we know that, though? Like, are you, if you, you, you have HIV,
6: you're like, I need to call Trinity Cabonet.
1: Or if you're really feeling down in the dumps, you're going like, well, at least it's Trinity Cabonet, who I don't know, loves me. I'm not even trying to be funny. Like I think that's an empty platitude to make. Well I don't I don't like when celebrities do that. Know that I love you. No, you don't, bitch. You don't know me. Okay.
2: But some oh, people you're going just going into need, therapy mode. No, some people just need to hear that there you know, that, that there are people out there that genuinely that, that care about them, that care about the, the other people in the world that there are people that aren't so self-centered that they mm-hmm. can only focus on themselves that they want to spread that positivity spread that kindness you know the world would be a better place if everybody was a little more kind you would agree to that right shut up <laughs> so i mean i think that in her saying that that is what she's trying that's what she's trying
1: to say to the world okay uh, we're going to move on now, because now we have a very long clip, and we're going to have to, and Taylor, please feel free to stop. tell me when to stop as well. This is, you know, one of those legendary Laganja meltdowns, and we're going to work through it here. Uh, after the remaining girls return from the main stage, Laganja decides to have another meltdown.
0: I just know that I'm going to lip think for my motherfucking life if I have to. Well, I can't wait for a choreography challenge.
3: That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, I'm not super familiar with Zoe Rash or whatever her name is. So does Zoe Rash actually sound like a robot? Well, you know, I was trying to make a caricature of her.
1: (laughs) Caricature.
3: So yeah, when Bianca said that, it did throw me off. I mean i'd be lying if i i said it didn't it's a snatch game and i'm judge judy and i'm filling
4: in a spot right. judy, judy doesn't like anybody she thinks everybody's fucking stupid and wasting <laughs> her time <laughs> but did
3: you not pick me to come for first
1: that is kind of true to, oh no she did go after other people huh because she she threw that um, when she, um teresa judice said that she liked big black cock or no no it was kim kardashian kim kardashian and she threw the bird at her not the bird like the bird the officer bird doll
2: I think that was after I think that was Yeah but it was, the, that it was It was to Kim Kardashian But, but my, my response to that When I was watching this is If you don't want to be The first one That Bianca comes after Don't leave yourself open To be the first one You know Or
1: have something prepared Yeah I agree with that Let's, let's move on
3: I'm not bothered by Bianca Yes, you are. She can't shake me. I'm unshakable at this point. <laughs> okay. Wait, so go wait. on. Okay.
2: okay. She's saying that and literally shaking in the interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where she's got this crazy look at her face and the one part on the side of her hair is literally trembling while she's saying, I am unshakable. Bianca won't shake me.
1: When do you think she said this? Because she's saying that and then like literally falls apart here. Yeah. Completely falls yeah. apart Like collapses in the hallway on the way back to the main stage Right Let's move on here.
3: Well, Come for me, do what you gotta do Because at the end of the day if we've got a lip sync Your ass will be going home I don't think she was it's like not... coming for you Girl
4: if I want to come for you I'll come to your
3: room at night And cut your fucking wigs up That's coming for <laughs> I honestly feel like if you're portraying a character And you're making the right decision for that character It's not
0: personal Ganja I, I, I'm sensitive to the fact That you are a sensitive person Because I'm like that well, I realized tonight. Stop it!
2: That's the moment I fall in love with the door. <laughs> What's on that's the door? The when, no, but Gia says that where she talks about that. She, that Gia is a sensitive person, mm-hmm. and a door literally, her eyes get big. She looks at the camera for about half a second, and then goes back to the. And that was the moment that I, Babalu, watched this with me the other night, and he laughed so hard when she did that. And I said, "That's that's when I fall in love with the door." Babalu watching this scene, and as it progresses was so funny because he just was it was pretty much five minutes of him going well, but that that doesn't make any you gotta be careful like he was he was very very funny to watch so okay that's that's all
3: there's a competition, so yes. from now on, I'm going to, you know, start yes. worrying about me. Oh, God. Absolutely. I think you knew that from the beginning, girl. You're very competitive, girl. I never it's, doubted for a second. But at the end of the day, no matter how competitive I am, I have a heart. And yeah. I think that's what I makes me special. I have a heart, too, girl. No, hold up. Okay, now you see, this is
4: no. that passive-aggressive bullshit yeah, that I'm was not very going aggressive, for. passive-aggressive. I ain't mad at you, but I'm not buying it. What myself. the fuck? Girl. You're
3: insinuating that I don't have a heart because I just said that to you. Well, did you not or did you not come for me today? What? this is coming for tonight. you we're drag queens in Please a fucking competition the see. only thing worse is fucking prison for sake. what
4: the
0: fuck bitch this ain't rupaul's best friend race this is the olympics of drag honey and shit's getting gaggy
3: well did you not or did you not come for me today when this today and for tonight? You? What the fuck, bitch? I said that you're competitive. That was not coming for you. No, no, no. But wait, hold up, girl. I don't. I'm not trying to create a moment, girl. But when did I come for you? I'm not saying you came for me, but I I do feel a little bit shafted by you. Today. When? I don't remember the exact comment you said, but earlier I do feel like you were you were saying I don't even know, but I I just I, I felt a little hurt by you earlier. Oh, girl, you had don't your own do back. all that, girl. Don't do all that. Girl, that's very, that's very transparent to me, girl. There was not one fucking point that I did not give you to tell you to put your fucking chin up and slay when you go out there. So don't do that and try to manipulate that, girl, because that will not make me feel good and that will not make me look good. And that was not cute right now. Don't do that, girl. That's how you feel and and that's how I feel. I did not make you feel any type of way, bitch. I was in the fucking hallway telling you to put your chin up.
6: What are you talking?
3: It's almost like scary. I don't see Laganja right now. But can you can you respect and hear
0: if that's what she's saying and that's how she feels?
3: But she doesn't remember when I said anything, so I'm kind of trying to figure out what was going on. Is it because I said that both of you guys were going to lip sync? Like I said, Adore, I can't specifically point out what you said, but I know that whatever you said, it, it didn't hurt me.
4: Okay, Adore, so so the 600 compliments don't mean shit, but if you say something that says, oh, you might have to lip sync, it becomes really personal.
0: Girl, now you girls are being overly sensitive because I don't think that's what she meant. And I think we all say things when we're not in the best state of mind.
1: Yeah, I was gonna have you jump in here, Taylor, because there's a lot okay. to unpack here.
2: There's a, there's there's a there's a lot to unpack here. I think that this is a moment that Laganja played some cards and she overplayed her hand because she was trying to get a moment, and in doing so, a door fell right into her trap. Mm-hmm. You know, at least the way that they edited it, where she was she got a door all riled up. To where she could be, she she where she could be the Laganja could be the victim, and you know, but but then when Adore was smart enough, and this is one of the things I like about Adore, as much as we kind of say that Adore is a big old sloppy mess, there is an intelligence to to Adore. And there is where Adora gets it. And Adora was able to say to her, I need an example. Give me an example. What are you talking about? And that's when Laganja's whole argument fell apart. And that's when, as ridiculous as this all was, then it became just completely unbelievable. But let me and they you... did the... go Go ahead. <laughs> and then they did the... The stereotypical, like that they did at the season nine reunion of the, why are you raising your voice? I don't understand what's happening because Bianca brought up a really good point that kind of said, we're on to you, bitch. We can say 600 things, but if we say something, one thing that you can extrude then you're going to have one of these moments. And Gia tried to defend her with the whole, you know, well, now, ladies, I think you're all taking this way too seriously.
1: I do feel that like there's missing information here.
2: Oh, there's clearly missing information because the, the the dialogue doesn't necessarily match up. The whole heartless thing where there's nothing is said that would lead Adore to believe that she was saying that she was heartless, mm-hmm. that we saw. you know, I'm sure that there's lots of stuff that's on the cutting room floor, but you're just not going to, we're, we're never going to know. But the, the way this is presented to us, it looks like Adore fell into a trap.
1: But that's what I'm going to use to not necessarily defend Laganja, but to, to, I'm going to defend Laganja, which is... First of all, I'm going to say Laganja's being crazy and comes off as crazy mm-hmm. and there's yeah. no reason to get like this, you know. But, you know, I think this comes up at the reunion, but I think the reason they cut it so weirdly is I think what Adore's point was, and this is what Laganja took as coming for her, is that Laganja was putting on an act and that Adore knew the real Laganja and that this person she was being is not really who Laganja is. And I think... Now, it could be that Laganja realized she couldn't talk about that, you know, and mm-hmm. so because they didn't really like it to, to be meta about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why she was like, Ugh, I can't talk about it, you know.
2: Well, but that comes up on the episode, the comedy episode that and the, the untucked. That is the whole big fight where the I'm feeling very attacked right now, uh-huh. where a door pretty much says this is not the Laganja. I know this whole. Yes, mama and occur oh, and stuff like that. This isn't the way we talk. I don't understand why you're talking this way. Mm-hmm. I haven't understood this. So they do
1: eventually get into that. Oh, okay. I do, I so I wonder remember. what it is. I feel there is there is missing. There is something missing. And mm-hmm. I feel there probably is a moment that uh, Laganja can really point to where she felt a door. Because the whole a door coming for her comes out of left field. Yeah. Like, what does she mean? But that's why I'm saying there's missing information. And I think they took that out. And I don't know what it is. It went from a Bianca and a Laganja fight to an Adore and Laganja fight, and I'm I'm not entirely clear when that switch happened or how it happened, right? And I I feel there's something missing because, like, basically, I'm enjoying listening to these people fight about something, but I'm not really quite sure what they're fighting about.
2: Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good observation.
1: So let's, let's continue here. Let's wrap up this clip.
4: I really don't understand Gia and Laganja's relationship. Gia's the only one that believes Laganja's bullshit and they're acting like they've been fucking friends forever. What is this, color purple?
3: I want the world to hold my hand and I'm sorry for
0: that. That's just who I am. Girl, I hear you on that too because I'm very much the same fucking way. I'm used to being with my friends. I'm used to have people sitting there telling me, oh girl, do this or I don't think you should do that. You
1: know what I'm saying? Oh, it's Alexis Michelle's dream. You say
4: you're sensitive to all of that And you're this and that you're the first person to walk in there With a big old turban on your head A half-cut shirt, some heels twirling around All day long saying Miss Hunty, Miss Mama, Miss Thing Is that, You know what? Maybe a little less of that A little bit more of a pat on the back for yourself And put it and apply it to what now you're that doing I can hear you Put so it clearly. to what you're doing If you say you're a fierce performer I don't know until I see it What Laganja needs to do is make up her fucking mind. I don't care if she's got a heart or if she's competitive. Make a fucking decision.
5: Yes! Oh my god, the decision is all hers. (laughs) Mama Rue, I'm coming! Here we go! Come on, let's go!
4: Come on, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Pretend it's gas, just leave it in the hallway.
1: Okay. Uh, Okay, so now Laganja's in the hallway. No, on the floor. Listen to me. Listen yeah,
0: to me. No, listen to me. You came here for one fucking reason, and one reason only. Do you understand? Don't let people's comments or their opinion get the best of you. So what are you going to do? Are you going to give up? No. Exactly. So wipe up your fucking makeup, glue that bottom lash on, and bitch, may the badass bitch win. That's it. This is the moment that counts. Okay.
1: Okay. I love you, Mama. Now yeah, let me send you home.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Any final thoughts on that clip, Taylor? Fake crying. Oh, you fake think it's giga- fake? Gun.
2: Fake geogra- This is the moment that counts. That is just is such. Oh, it didn't sound fake to me. Oh no, it totally sounded fake to me. It totally sounded fake to me. This is this is the moment that counts. That
1: now. I think they get highly emotional because they're super tired. And they've had one drink or two drinks, I don't know whether they're allowed, and they're under a lot of pressure, and I think it, it's, I think things get emotional. I, I yeah. believe it. I believe in you. I don't. I call I, I call shade. Back on the main stage, Milk narrowly misses a spot in the bottom two. Instead, Laganja and Gia go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song... Head to Toe by Lisa Lisa and the Cult Jam. Both girls gave it their all, but in the end, Gia Gunn was asked to sachet away. Later in the workroom, she had a message for all the girls.
0: I'm upset that there's other crossdressers still in there that fucking came to a drag show dressed as boys. I mean, if you look up drag, drag means dressing up as girls, not re-enhancing what you already are, which is a fucking big man. See you soon. You guys are all still dudes. I'm feeling great. I would have never wanted to go home to anybody but Laganja. She represents what us young drag queens do. Yes, I am a little bit bitter that there's fucking girls still standing on that stage that don't deserve to be here. I'm actually fucking glad that I don't have to deal with those trolls anymore. But overall, I feel great. Thank you so much, Rupa. I appreciate it you seeing something in me and bringing me here to be you know competing against all these other cross-dressing men so i thank you so much
1: taylor any final thoughts on the episode it was a great episode it's a great it's a great uh, both
2: episodes are great episodes um together Mm-hmm. And it, it goes to I'm 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 glad that we've gone back and done this season. I, I I I I'm enjoying this season. I'm enjoying watching it again. And I'm I'm pleasantly surprised at how little my opinion has changed about some people.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I thought I would be looking at this with a different. Uh... Lens, and I wonder if you know we've talked about this before and we'll we'll continue to revisit this, but for the most part, I'm shocked. You have to understand something. When I watched season six, I watched it as a normal fan. You know, right. just like the way everyone here listens to it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was Thinking. Okay. Well, now with all my expertise, now my newfound expertise, let's revisit season six, and maybe I will now have a different opinion on on certain queens. And I will say, with the exception of Milk, my opinion hasn't changed. I think I didn't really like Milk when I first watched it, but now I I, I, Milk is I'm I'm a huge fan of Milk.
2: I appreciate what Milk does more, only because we've seen what other queens did in seven, eight, and nine at this point. Mm-hmm. That that Milk was in many ways ahead of her time. Yeah, in, and in many ways, not always, but in many ways, she was she was more ahead of her time than I think she got credit for her season. Wow,
1: well, I hope we get to see her again somewhere. But uh I what I I that is not. That is not a spoiler. I have not said anything. Mm. Why are you giving me the dirty look? i have not uh, seen whether Milk is on All-Stars 3 or not. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's on All-Stars 3. That was one of the questions that
2: wore on the catwalk. That Aja was asked if uh, she's on All-Stars 3. Do you want the answer? No, I-, I could tell you what her answer is. What's her answer? She said, look, no matter what I say... You know whether I'm on the show, then it's you know. And, and but I say no, I'm not. It's a lie. If I'm not on the show and I say no, then it's then it's not. You know, she said something else, but she goes, but then she also said, but I'm not trying to be sued for two million dollars. Mm-hmm. So you can believe what you want, but the answer is no. And I thought two million dollars is an awfully specific number that would be in a contract if somebody was on the show or not. So, that's, that's, and that's pretty much, that was her answer.
1: As you and I know, I know who all the drag queens are in All Stars 3. I also know who all the season 10 queens are. You know? And if I okay. were you, I wouldn't poke around our Twitter feed too much. Oh. Okay. No, 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 you would, you would only, only if you went and looked. Okay. You know? But uh, anyone who's a little ambitious could go on our Twitter feed and find out who all the season 10 queens are and uh, well the ones who have twitter feeds Um, so a surprising number don't which is funny but um, so I'm not saying anything I'm just saying I hope one day we get to see what Milk does in the future why are you reading reading into that because I know you I know you you're crazy it would it be war on the podcast?
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's not a catwalk out there that could support you and I standing on no, it at the No, it'd, it'd, it'd be the fat walk.
1: Well, Do that the concludes the this Wait, what did you say? Yeah, Do the fucking outro? Well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Join us next week and every week as we dissect, discuss, and deconstruct each episode during this very special season of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. So, for Taylor the Boy and myself, sashay away until next week, unless there's a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, or unless Taylor feels like he just doesn't want to show up. Yes, that's it. I didn't want to show. Fuck you.
6: <laughs> RuPaul's
1: Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. To learn more about Afterthought Media, visit afterthought.media. To support us on Patreon and to gain access to our other shows, please visit us at patreon.com slash Recap. For a small monthly fee, you gain access to hours of bonus content weekly, frequent live shows, and access to our extensive back catalog. To contact the show, email us at DragRaceRecap at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at DragRaceRecap, and follow the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DragRaceRecap. You can find Taylor the Latte Boy on his other podcast called Pod Is My co available at podismycopilot.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow Taylor on Twitter at PIMCTaylor and on Instagram at PIMCTaylor. Joe Batans is the host of many other podcasts, and you can find those podcasts at afterthought.media or at patreon.com slash Recap. You can follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe at that's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. This episode was recorded in the summer or fall of 2017 and originally released
6: on Patreon.